0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of, see, I already trip over my words, you don't even have to worry, Changing the Climate, a show where we talk about the changing world around us and how we can make it better. I'm here with my good friend, Elizabeth Susan Hart. I call her Lizzie, and we are going to talk about her life and her experience with traveling and how we met and all that good stuff. So uh, before I, we do any of that, Lizzie, you want to give us some background on who you are?
1: Um, Hi, I'm Lizzie. Um, I met Ethan in Australia, um, and he's been one of my best friends since. Um, I'm currently just working as like a fitness instructor, stroke swim instructor um, at my local pool. And yeah, um, I'm doing a master's at the end of September.
0: So I'm excited about that. Yeah. So uh, if I remember correctly, were you my next door neighbor? In the dorm. Yeah,
1: or- and we were we were in the same like
0: tutor group. Was that what they called it? Tutor group. Uh, oh, like the column buddies
1: Yes, that was it. I completely with, forgot. What that was cool.
0: With Gizla yeah. and Shannon were our two column bros yeah, right? Yeah. So we were like when you first get to the dorms, they, they put you with like buddies, and they like show you around. Did they tour you around the campus?
1: Yeah, Shannon gave me like a like a really brief one because she had to get somewhere and i yeah. still just have no idea where
0: everything is <laughs> so yeah so I, I i didn't do that gizla and i like went out who's the other columbro and he like i made him walk with me to like 20 different currency exchanges because i kept being like this person has this rate this person has this rate and this he was probably like god this freaking american guy just wants like an extra twenty dollars for his money but um yeah so lizzie and i traveled a lot together if i you've traveled more than me you went to you've been to a bunch of different countries and we'll get into that but um so we went to gold coast together and then we traveled the entire east coast of australia together where did we go anywhere else
1: i think that was it but we've been to norway together since
0: right we... no i I wasn't there in norway uh, I, I have norway. been to norway i went to Trondheim. you went to oslo yeah yeah, yeah but yeah. you've been to you've been to london and i've right.
1: come and th- I've come to New York, so I saw you there. Correct.
0: Yeah, so I was living in New York. I was, that was, wow, that was almost a year ago now, wasn't it?
1: Yeah, that's yeah. actually crazy.
0: So you were only in Australia for one semester, right?
1: Yeah, I was only there for the one. You were there for the whole year.
0: Lucky I was there you. for the whole year. Yeah, it was great. It was amazing. Anyone who's listening, highly recommend it. Um, so we met in July of 17. We were very close. We did a lot of traveling. Then you must have left in January, I believe. So what what have you been doing since you left your study abroad time?
1: So since I left study abroad, um, so yeah, I left that January, was that January
0: 2018?
1: 18. Yeah, gosh. Um, so I know, January right? 2018, but I technically I left Australia in like the December 2017 uh, okay. to go see my sister in New Zealand. So I went with my mom. Uh, that was really nice. And then we went back via Hong Kong. Um, and then I just finished my third year at university at Nottingham. Graduated in the summer. Um, so that was July 2018. Then I was just working um, at the place I've worked since I was 16. Just getting Which some money. Which is where? Uh, so that's Hampton Pool. So Same place. That's, yeah, same place. So I, I was doing just lifeguarding. So uh-huh. managed to last the winter freezing to death. <laughs> um by the so it's an outdoor pool um so it's quite chilly in the winter
0: it's open in in the winter
1: yeah it's open all year round every day of the year is it heated yeah it is to be fair but yeah as a lifeguard you get quite cold
0: the lifeguard chair is probably not heated
1: no sadly not you're you're sitting there like wrapped in all your coats like with your like hot chocolate freezing
0: yeah have you had to like save people
1: um I actually had to yesterday. That was my first time in seven years. So.
0: What happened?
1: So I was, I was lifeguarding at the shallow end of the main pool. Um, It's a 36 meter pool. So I was kind of midway down the pool and a little girl got out of the pool, took off her armbands and I thought she was getting, just getting out Uh, she was maybe four um, and then next thing I know she's sprinted into the back into the main pool which is about it was probably about two meters deep or one and a half meters deep at the point that she jumped in and she's a tiny little girl um, and okay. so I, and her mum wasn't watching so I like jumped down off my chair like leant over the pool but I must I to be honest I don't really remember it was so quick but I I ended up with, like, a big graze on my knee. I must have, like, I dived, kind of, so my upper body was in the pool. Did she start, like, up. drowning? Yeah, so she went down. Then she came back up for, a bre- for like, for a breath and then went down again, like, drowning. <laughs> oh, and so God. I grabbed her as she went down again. Um. Yeah, I, I, I didn't even notice that I'd hurt my knee, and it, it's this pretty big graze.
0: <laughs> Jeez.
1: But yeah it was a bit mad because obviously yeah in seven years i've not had to do anything of the sort and then
0: no cpr nothing
1: no nothing good time for the podcast then yeah Yeah. exactly i didn't have to give her cpr she was actually fine she'd only been under like a second but yeah right in time for the podcast i've had to save someone
0: yeah well great that's cool (laughs) Um, so I guess my, my first question is I'm, I'm really adamant about people. If anyone's listening who hasn't gone to uni yet to really schedule in study abroad to their, you know, their four years their three years, whatever it may be. So I'm just curious, like, how do you think study abroad, like has ch- had changed you as a person? Cause since then it seems like you've been all over the world traveling. So it seems like you got the bug. So what, wh- how do you think you changed from before you went to Australia versus after like right away?
1: So I'd say definitely it is the best thing I've ever done, maybe I'll ever do. Um so I think it really helped my confidence, firstly. Like I wouldn't say I'm I'm really underconfident, but I'd say yeah, when you're when you're sent to the well, you choose to go to the other side of the world on your own, you have to just kind of be be yourself, be confident and just talk to everyone and within the first like couple weeks like we'd all made incredible friends with each other and it felt like we like lived with each other for years and yeah and in terms of friendships like you just make friendships for life like you guys are some of my best friends ever now um and we've like obviously traveled together we've lived together we've kind of been through a lot together and yeah it just really makes like a really strong bond Plus, I think, yeah, in terms of travel, it just kind of opened my eyes to, like, the amazing experiences you can have. I'd not really done much traveling before that. I'd, I'd been to some places in Europe, but I'd never been anywhere for a significant amount of time without, like, my parents. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was, yeah, was just incredible. And saw so many amazing things, made amazing friends. And, yeah, I think it really, really helped me grow as a person.
0: For sure. How did you choose Australia?
1: So I didn't even intentionally like go to uni thinking I wanted to do study abroad. One of my friends did it in second year and loved it. And I was like, oh, I may as well go to a meeting in my second year about it, see what's on offer. And then the meeting was actually really cool. And Mm -hmm. they had some people speaking about their experiences. And I was like, you know what? I may as well apply. And they, I think they mentioned Australia, and I was like, "Wow, that would be cool." So I put that as my first choice, and I had a, you have to put five choices if you're in Nottingham um, for places you'd want to go. So I think I put Sydney. I think I put Texas in a, in the US. Um, mm-hmm. I was just like, you know what, US would be cool. I I kind of I cool. heard that was sorority stuff, and I was like, I'd quite like. Oh, to. But like, <laughs> I like. Now I'm quite. I'm really quite glad I didn't go. But yeah. um, I was like, you know what? That that would be fun. Um, and one of my friends was on semester board in America, so and it looked like he was having loads of fun. Um, where else did I put? I think I put I put Canberra maybe or mm-hmm. Brisbane, um, and then I think I put Connecticut or something. Okay. And I'm not sure what the fifth I put was. But I was definitely like, I really would want Sydney out of those five. Definitely. Um and I was I was like, well, maybe maybe Texas or place in America, but I really wanted Sydney out of the Australia ones. Um but I I still wasn't really a hundred percent about doing study abroad. I was like, I doubt I'll get it anyway. That's that's kind of my my attitude before Semester Board, my attitude was always like, oh, I'll apply for something, but I'm not going to get it anyway. So I won't be disappointed. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I got really good grades in my second year and I got an email after I got my results saying, yeah, you've been accepted to your first choice, Sydney. And, and then I think it hit me and I was like, oh, my God, as if I'm moving to the other side of the world. Like, what have I done? <laughs> I was oh. terrified
0: why why do you think that is where does that hesitation come from
1: i think it's just the unknown another thing that before semester abroad i was terrified of change of any kind like i had really good friends at nottingham i knew kind of where i was and especially like halfway through second year i kind of really cemented myself there and i just i couldn't imagine So you're 19, right?
0: At that stage, you're 19 applying and then 20 when you go, right? So we're still still very young. I mean, we're we're 23 now. It's crazy to look back. You know, that's four years ago now when you applied to go.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was, yeah, really quite young. And the thought of, yeah, moving to the other side of the world, I was like, without my parents there all the time. And also the thing with Nottingham was Mm -hmm. if you were having a not great day, or not great week, you could go home for the weekend. Whereas in Australia, I can't, you can't just pop home to the UK for the weekend. Like that was it. And I knew I'd have to, you know, start again, like make friends all over again. And, and I thought before I went to Australia, I thought that I wasn't great at making friends initially. Like at school, it would always take, take me a while to settle in and then I'd make great friends. But same at uni, it took me a little while to settle in, but then found like a really good group of friends and still had a couple of the girls I'm, I was friends with from the very beginning, I'm still friends with now. But yeah, I, I just could not imagine starting all over again. Right. And I remember my friends threw me like a surprise, like leaving thing from Nottingham. And my friends um, from work did the same thing, which was so lovely. But it made me even more not want to go. Because I was like, oh, I've got such great friends here. Oh. Like, what am I doing? And I remember sitting on the plane, getting this long-haul flight on my own. And I was terrified. I started crying at one Which point. Which way did
0: you fly? Um, did you go to Dubai um, or something? I
1: flew, yeah, I flew via Dubai. And the first flight was fine. I just watched some movies. But the second flight, it really hit me. And I was just weeping and God knows what the two people sitting next to me must have thought. Like, I was That's crazy. just so terrified. And I arrived, and it was like I'd Everything had barely changes. any sleep. Yeah, but I, I could, I'd I had barely any sleep, and I was like, this is just going to be awful. And I remember I met Thomas actually. Like, he was one of the shout first people Thomas. I met. Yeah, shut out Hi, Thomas. <laughs> sure, he won't watch me. He'll, he'll but, watch. Um, he'll <laughs> watch. <laughs> um yeah, he was right one now. of the first people Sexy I met boy. and <laughs> and um yeah and I but we like we didn't click straight away. He he actually said that Shocker. he thought I was a bit of a B I T C H at first.
0: Yeah. I don't and know then if you guys will get married season. later on in the story. <laughs>
1: I don't know if I was allowed to use, like, a bad word on the podcast. You
0: can say whatever but you want. It's, it's your okay. he chance your He said to he thought I was a bit of a
1: bitch at first. So That's cute. I was like, oh, thanks, Thomas. <laughs> they love
0: each other now. Don't worry, guys.
1: Yeah, now we're basically married, so it's fine. Absolutely.
0: And, um, yeah, <laughs> uh, we – go ahead.
1: Oh, no, I was just going to say, I, I, I remember meeting Mindy as well on the first day. But the uh-huh. people I met on the first day, like, weren't – the rest of the people weren't any of our current group.
0: And that was probably but, before i got there i'm guessing you yeah, could have been yeah. there five days before i arrived or something like that well
1: i got there on the monday i think the monday first thing on the monday morning
0: uh, but you weren't remember.
1: there yet because i remember no shannon saying that she was going to give me a tour but you hadn't arrived yet
0: yeah 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 so it's, it's really interesting looking back now because like every every month that goes by, we're like, oh, we were just there. Oh, we were just there. Now now it's, it's really been quite a long time since we were there. And it's funny to hear you say this story about how you, you like could just pop home and then all of a sudden now you're like crying on a plane. And now here you are, you're 23 years old. You've traveled to dozens of different countries. Maybe not quite dozens, but definitely more than a dozen different countries. What advice would you give? Like we're still young enough where like someone who – some we can we we can relate to that person who's like 18 or 19. What advice would you give to someone who's like, always, you know, they go home on the weekends from uni, and they spend time with their family? Would you advise them to go out and, and take some risk and travel or be it go to a further away university? What would you what would you say to your your 18 or 19 year old self sitting in this chair right now?
1: Honestly, I'd just say it's so worth it to take the risk. Like, it may seem terrifying at the time, but it will never not pay off, in my opinion. Like, you'll definitely learn something from it, however it goes, and you could end up, like we did, having the, well, I had, you had a year of it. I had. Right. Originally, it
0: was of- supposed to be six months. But, yeah, yeah,
1: then lucky you, you're allowed to extend it. And Unfortunately, I got extra credits, I and it was cheaper, but, yeah. Yeah. It, oh, yeah. It was just I look back so fondly on those six months. It was just incredible. But yeah, I I never would have thought if I was back as my 19 year old self that I would have actually done it. And I'm yeah. I say I'm quite like a a kind of person who who likes the home comforts. Like I wasn't a risk taker by mm-hmm. any means. But it's just yeah, it's so worth doing.
0: Yeah. And travel abroad is really unique in that sense. All right, cool. So now I want to talk about how long have you been, been doing your blog now?
1: So the blog I must've started, I think a month in lockdown, probably. So into lockdown. Yeah. Oh,
0: April. Uh,
1: I feel bad that it's tailing off a little bit as I get more and more busy, but it's I've really good and
0: time. well detailed.
1: Oh, thank you. I've made time this week to this weekend to do another post. So what's, what's
0: your back. degree? So my
1: degree is in politics and international relations
0: cool so we should have a fun conversation moving forward yeah (laughs) um so what inspired you to do the blog i guess everyone was kind of just at home locked down and you it's it's quite the opposite of your past you know couple years you know you would go to australia you got the bug you worked a little bit and next thing i know you're like in thailand and then you go home and the next thing i know you're in new york and all this stuff so what what inspired you to write the blog like as, has, it, has it been a fun experience so far?
1: yeah, I really enjoy writing, so for me it's not it's not like a chore to do at all. I mean mm-hmm. you do have to kind of set aside the time to actually write something, but I love writing, I love editing, so I actually really enjoy working on it but um basically, when we were in Australia, my parents were like, "Oh, you should write a blog, and I actually got as far as like making the blog and then I just got so carried away with how much fun we were having. I mm-hmm. and I didn't really realise how useful it could be in the future to have written a blog. So yeah. I just kind of put it to one side, didn't even make my first post. and um, so that yeah, that got kind of sidetracked. And then since then I guess yeah, I just haven't made the time. And that's something lockdown has really taught me that you can't just keep putting things off and putting things off until you have time to do them because you might never have time. Like, life is right. so hectic. Mm-hmm. And, but lockdown, obviously, there was nothing to do. So I was totally. like, I'm finally going to make this blog. And um, I'll use like my previous travel experiences. I've still got so many places who I haven't written about yet that yeah. I'm going to do a post on. But the problem is, my memory is absolutely awful. So Uh-oh. I'm trying to remember, like, unless I have photos of the places I've gone, I don't I'm remember. I'm
0: the same way. I'm the um, same way. I, I get it.
1: Yeah, that makes you feel better because I yeah, I just I feel like I've got like short term memory or long term memory loss or something. It's it's
0: reasonable. So far you've got Paris, Amsterdam, Hong Kong, New York, Singapore, and Thailand. Oh, you have blogs on all those places, right? So you've been yeah. to all those. You've also been to Norway, New Zealand and obviously Australia. So I'm sure we'll have to look forward to some of those as well. I mean how how can you write up a, a, a single blog? You might have to break it up into like north or east coast Australia. You went did you did you ever end up going to Perth or Tasmania?
1: I went to Perth but 20, 2019 yeah so last year with my so friend. So you went back? Yeah, so I went back. So I got Bless even more you.
0: <laughs> Before that's the thing with happened. australia
1: like that's why i've put it off a bit because i have so much to write i right. don't know how to fit it into like less than 10 blog posts like even about sydney i have uh-huh. so much to say. oh
0: yeah we, we were all over that place yeah no kidding cool all right well that's cool yeah you guys can check out the blog we'll link i'll link it in the youtube page and then maybe if we have some time we'll show it. we'll actually show it on the screen at the end here but um i'm curious what your thoughts are on since you have a politics major, uh, what are your thoughts on and what everything that's been going on in the US since lockdown? You know, it's cool to get, you know, I try not to talk about like very, very contemporary, pol- like edgy political stuff. I, I like to focus more on like business and climate change, but because you're not American, I think your perspective will be very interesting. And you, it's not like you have this personal bias where you, you're, you know, you're on one side, You're you're kind of, from the exterior so i'm curious what you think about everything that's been going on the last few months
1: so i hope this doesn't get any hate from if you have don't, any don't don't worry about watching this well, i, I do don't apologize.
0: don't worry don't worry about him and it's this is about creating a place where people can speak their mind freely and that's what's most important in my opinion for just progress
1: yeah no i agree so like most of europe i would say or at least definitely the uk i'm not a fan of your president um right. trump but i think it's just gotten to the point of dangerous now with the whole coronavirus thing like he's his whole fake news and then saying that people shouldn't wear masks for so long and then he he made it into like a political statement not wearing masks which we
0: politicize everything uh, in this country yeah Every, everything I, has to be one side or the other
1: terrifying because it wearing a mask is not political it's protecting people around you like your friends your it's protecting society like just wear a mask regardless of whether you have symptoms or not Mm -hmm. like i think that's just but then i guess some people in the uk have politicized that as well or just say they can't be bothered it's just the environment
0: that we're in right now
1: yeah it's become such a political point in america but then finally obviously trump agreed to wear a mask which is Good. Um, but just in terms of the whole way he's handled the whole situation, I think there could have been I mean, same as in the UK, there could have been far fewer deaths if we'd done an earlier lockdown. But I do understand that it's difficult in the US because you have states and the states all have different views on it. But mm-hmm. if there just been a clear policy from central government in the first place. But the same could be argued about the UK, then sure. you would have reduced the number of deaths, you would have reduced transmission, et cetera. So yeah, I yeah. I'm not I'm not a fan of Trump, I do hope that so, he goes ASAP.
0: Yeah. It seems, well, I don't, I don't I won't comment on that, but I was more curious what your thoughts are on the, the civil unrest. And if you think that everything that's going on around the world is going to really bring these institutionalized changes that we, we so desperately need, whether it be in regards to racism or climate policy or anything, people are, are unhappy with the way things are being handled or the way inequality is so exacerbated when, when this debt cycle kind of comes to an end and people run out of money. So I'm just, I was curious your thoughts on that more than the actual virus itself.
1: So in terms of all the unrest regarding BLM. Yes. I, yeah, I just think ultimately so many structures in society, all structures in society are systemically racist. Mm -hmm. So unless they are unpicked, that will not change as much as, we might want them to, unless there's like affirmative action. For example, that's not going to change. There's still going what to be. What is that exactly? So affirmative action is when you basically shortlist people. For this is an example of it. If you shortlist people for a job, make sure that you have black people on that shortlist, and then essentially give give some management jobs to obviously qualified black people because at the moment obviously in business in basically all walks of life the police there are not enough black people in management roles and so how is the situation going to improve mm-hmm. essentially so in terms of the blm and and climate change everything there basically needs to be more grassroots action but things have to change not that not just from the bottom up from the top down as well. There right. have to be, yeah, more more Black people in management roles. They're all basically white male leaders, and that is not going to change the situation in terms of everything like BLM, climate change. If you will have, if for example, with climate change, if there's just people climate change deniers at the top mm-hmm. or people who I don't met them. yeah exactly people who don't believe in the importance of changing our policies to save future generations then nothing will change and we'll keep going on as we are but the climate situation is just getting worse and worse and no governments are really doing anything about it
0: right well i think the uk has has done their best to kind of lead lead the charge i listen to a lot of podcasts about how to enact effective climate policy. And it's usually someone from like Oxford or something. It seems like most of the rest of the world has kind of gotten on from the the debate and it's still raging in the U S because we just, we love to argue. We just want, yeah. we just want to have different opposing sides. I'm curious what your favorite courses or something that has inspired you in your, in your political study to, to be at the position that you're at now. Is there any particular class you took at Nottingham that really influenced the way you think?
1: um so i'd say rather than certain classes i've taken because they do give a pretty impartial view i think mm. i've more just got my views from my own research especially the last 6 months in lockdown i've i think i've become more political because i've been reading so much around the topic i say i'm more form my views from like friends parents and then reading other resources i don't wouldn't say a huge amount of my views were actually formed from modules because they do at the university because they do try and be really impartial but just going back to what we're saying about um climate change and governments our government the uk government they may be doing more than is being done in the us but there's just not enough being done by any means i mean the rate is going everywhere yeah yeah, the rate is going, the situation is just like the ice caps are melting at an exponential rate, still That's true. nothing is happening. And the six months of lockdown actually did the environment a great service. In the mm. UK, the coal fired power stations like weren't used basically for six months. So that was great. But as society is going back to the way things were before lockdown, the situation will obviously worsen again. And even yeah. with coal-fired power stations not being used, the situation is still terrible. Do you know what I mean? And I do. obviously Trump having left the climate accord, that's not... That's a
0: disaster. Consistent. Hopefully we can get back into that as soon as possible. This is only mm-hmm. a good first step, for the accord's... Um, I know we're both not like science experts, but I'm curious, w- what do you think is a reasonable path forward to address this climate crisis? Because obviously, you know, I'm I'm trying to do it in my own way through business. Yeah. Do you have any thoughts on how we can realistically meet this, whether it be warming of 1.5 degrees or two degrees? Do you have any thoughts on how we can achieve a a, a future that's actually going to be like nice? I don't know.
1: Well, essentially, I think, so much more needs to be invested in renewables. They need to find reliable renewables. Maybe I'm to be honest an advocate of nuclear energy anything well. is better than coal-fired power stations etc and fossil fuels. Um, so I think the six months of lockdown have showed us that it is possible to reduce significantly our emissions. But also, I think the government needs to say, "Look, this is what is going to happen. You're going to be taxed X amount for for flights." Or like, mm-hmm. obviously, I love travelling, but
0: yeah, it's it's a tension.
1: It's, it's a double-edged sword. I love travelling, but I don't want to ruin the climate. So if mm-hmm. the government slapped a load more on air tax, I know the the airline industry is already doing terribly since lockdown, but right there needs to be things back. that need to be done like either the airline industry should have to like offset form, Off- yeah offset their emissions I think there should be more tax on flights there should be yeah far more investment in renewables what are they going to
0: do with those, that tax money though because I don't like just like Taxing things because is, is it because you want a disincentive for people to travel is it because you want them to reinvest that into renewables what, what is the point I think of the tax? both
1: reinvest yeah reinvest okay. it into renewables I obviously the yeah tax should be reinvested into something that will solve the problem but it, it basically takes a concerted effort from not just grassroots which is what's going on at the moment mm-hmm. and individual people trying to make change obviously that's great but there needs to be government policy otherwise people aren't going to do it are they like with the mask wearing people very few people wore masks and then the government said you have to wear mask. i got one of those like amber
0: alert knows. things on my phone it went like
1: wheat, wheat,
0: wheat, like statewide mask like uh whatever statewide mask requirement i got like like it was like your phone was gonna like explode like like that's it that's a notice from the government for sure
1: yeah, exactly. Like realistically most people will follow government well, if it's law, they're gonna mm-hmm. have to follow it or they're going to get fined or jailed. So I think as great as bottom up is, there needs to be top down change. But uh, well government governments elections? need to change Yeah. But governments need to understand and they're not going to the pressing issue that it is and at the moment it's just even if they're not denying climate change it's not a priority and it should Mm -hmm. always be a priority. I agree. it should be at least top three in in the priority scale. I
0: think for people our age it, it definitely is. what do you think the role of personal changes so you're talking about a top-down approach and then we talked you talk about the grassroots a little bit what do you think about the role of personal action like be it us who both really enjoy traveling and then of course the whole the whole diet situation i'm wondering what your thoughts are on that in relation to climate change
1: so i obviously a lot of people say oh well i'm not gonna like eat less meat because it's not gonna make a difference but obviously if everyone did it would make a difference but but one person I, does, I
0: disagree with that right off the bat. One person does make a difference, but anyways.
1: Yeah, well, no, no, that's what I'm saying. That's what mm-hmm. I'm saying. People say, oh, I'm not going to make any difference at all. But if you say that, then the next person's going to say that as well. Then everyone will say that. And then it obviously sure. won't make a difference because no one will do it. But it does make a difference. And also the more obviously, the more people who do it, the more difference it will make. So I've tried to reduce my meat consumption me, I, me and my parents don't really eat much meat as it is, but we're trying to reduce meat consumption. And I thing is, I got them into eating meat more about really? five six years ago when I was like on a real health kick. I was like, we need to eat more protein. And now I'm trying to wean them off it, and I so regret <laughs> getting them onto it in the first place. Because so I actually quite like veggie meals and stuff. Yeah. Um, but I've seen also statistics about just drink just drinking a plant based milk instead of like regular milk. It that would make such a difference. I don't drink regular milk anyway.
0: Mm-hmm. But
1: like if if people start doing that it will make a difference. But there also, yeah, there needs to be, I think, kind of an incentive in a way, because a lot of people won't a lot of people they know that it's bad for the climate to eat a lot of meat or to drink regular milk but they do it anyway because it's not directly affecting their life at this current time they've also been taught yeah and and if it's not affecting you at the moment you're not gonna really plan that far ahead Mm -hmm. oh never mind it's gonna happen in the world's all gonna go explode in 150 years do you know what i mean like people aren't gonna think that far ahead and even if people are oh but your children like your children's children it will make a difference for them people are more focused on their current life at the moment and like you say it's habit so trying to wean people off that I think is going to be very difficult.
0: Well, as far as, um, affecting your current life right now, we've got raging wildfires on the West side of America. They're really bad in California. They're bad by me. I go door to door six days a week and I'm out there. I open the door and it reeks of smoke. So I don't understand how people say that it's not affecting us. Now we're having, I think my friend said there were two hurricanes headed towards New Orleans at the same time. So, I mean, I don't want to, I don't want to get preachy with the climate change stuff here. Obviously this is what the show is called, but, um, I I personally believe the effects are are happening right now. I don't think it's children's children. I think it's at the very minimum. It's like if I have a kid in 10 years like that kid's going to be super affected. I think I'm we're already being affected by the choices that were made centru- like a couple of centuries ago.
1: No, I think you're completely right that all the disasters in terms of the well the climate at the moment like are because of global warming. Like there's the example there's been two two big storms that have been recorded in august in the uk alone Mm -hmm. and they've never been recorded two storms that have had to be named in august before this is the first time since they started naming the storms
0: do you have air conditioning in your house
1: no i don't
0: so yeah so people in europe typically don't have air conditioning and how how has it been the last few summers aren't they getting like progressively hotter every year
1: hotter and hotter yeah it's it's horrendous like we did not need (laughs) air conditioning 10 years ago no way and now i have to have a fan by my bed Mm -hmm. in the summer or i would actually think i think i'd boil to death it's it's horrendous we're having like 35 36 37 degree summers and that goes on for a good fortnight like a couple weeks ago that was and how people can say that isn't climate change that's not just natural it's because of what we're doing so it
0: seems as far as i can i can tell yeah
1: i will eat my hat if it turns out it's not
0: (laughs) right it seems it seems very very likely That's funny. Uh, We we talk about travel and then climate change because it is, I do, I do feel strange about it though, because I have this idea that I can, we can, we can do both, you know, we can save the world, but we can continue having the lifestyle that we have. And it's, it's hard for me who's I really advocate people going and traveling because it really changes your internal and it makes you so much a stronger person. You have amazing experiences, you meet people. But then again, like it real, that really does use a lot of energy. And I've talked to people who are like, Oh, we just get an electric car that has an 80, um, 80 mile, um, radius and then just use that. And it's like, I like, what if I want to go do this or what do what, what I want to go do that? Do you think we can find a solution where we're able to maintain our lifestyle but maybe use technology to combat this climate crisis or do you think we need real true like fundamental changes with the way we live i really don't know the the right answer
1: i'm yeah i think that's very tricky for us yeah because at the rate it's going because if 10 years ago we made a lot of changes and invested in renewables and became greener as As a globe, then we wouldn't be in the position we were in and we could be less strict on what we're doing, if that makes sense. But the, the longer it goes on that we're not making any change, the worse it's going to be and the more we're going to have to do to kind of dial back the yes. terrible effects. So I'd like to think that we can go on to an extent living the way we are, but I think... Yeah, there has to be a lot more investment in green technologies and, yeah, offsetting emissions, etc. There needs there needs to be some real step forward, but at the moment that is not happening.
0: So I hear you. Fair enough. All right. Enough, enough morbid conversation. I just want to wrap up just talking a bit more about travel because you have, you have been to so many different places and I I find it interesting. I think that there's a bigger, a much bigger travel, travel culture in Europe and Australia. Um, I looked up a statistic before this podcast that 42% of Americans have a valid passport compared to 76% of the people in England and Wales so I'm I'm curious if you, if you, it sounds like you weren't sure that you were always going to travel, but it seems a lot more likely that someone who's European would be more likely to go off and travel. I wonder how you think the cultures have evolved that way. Is it because the U S is bigger and people don't feel the need to travel? Like, I, I don't know. And then seeing, the, and then there's so many, their there, cultures in the U S are very different state to state, but I think, you know, France and England is very different than like New York and Pennsylvania, you know? So I don't know. I'm curious what you thought about about that.
1: Yeah, so I I'd say probably in the US people feel less inclined to travel outside of the US because you can drive a lot of places without having a right. having to use a passport. But whereas like the UK is so small and also it's seen as very boring. Well, obviously now because of coronavirus if you go on a UK holiday it's like woo but um yeah. <laughs> it's like wow <laughs> but yeah if you if you just went on a UK holiday like as a kid all the other kids would be like oh that's boring whereas like if you'd been to France or anywhere in Europe or like America or Australia was super exotic and people all the kids would be like oh my god wow whereas yeah I, I'd say I mean, obviously I've only been to America once so I'm not entirely sure but I guess also because in the U S it would be a lot longer flight to like fly out of the U S whereas in the UK it's the flights only an hour to France. It's a lot quicker. You can do that in a weekend even. So I think it's much more desirable to, to travel out in terms of time and cost. It's probably a lot more expensive to fly out of the U S whereas flying out of england to france it you can get flights for under 50 pound return
0: yeah so it it sounds like you you went to australia and then you came home and then that was like it yeah, your life was totally changed why do you think you you continue to just go and visit other countries i know you've been to to several i'm curious like i, I imagine you probably had some kind of trip lined up before this virus happened right? yeah
1: i was meant to be going to vietnam cambodia Back to Australia and New Zealand to see my sister because she lives over there Um, so I think just after Australia my eyes have been opened to the world out there and the fact that I can go and see it on my own and it's not scary whereas before I don't know I just not even considered it I guess Mm -hmm. I don't know I'm not really sure why I guess I just I just figured oh I will probably travel when I'm older Um, but I didn't take a gap year so I didn't travel then and then I figured oh well after uni I'll probably go to some places but I hadn't hadn't really clicked that I really wanted to whereas after going to Australia I was like I need to see the world like it's amazing so yeah but again talking about the climate thing I do always feel a bit guilty about flying it's
0: a sad reality
1: I'm like, I shouldn't be doing this, but also I really want to see the world. So
0: <laughs> It's, it's a contention. Yeah. I don't know. It, it's, it's, it's so amazing. You just go and see people, everyone lives in such different ways. You know, it's amazing. We can travel thousands of miles and hours now. It's, it's a, it's a luxury that no other generation has really had besides the last couple. Um, yeah. I, I don't know. You, so why not just kind of like settle down and just put your head down and work? Why, why are you choosing, why were you choosing to travel now at this age?
1: I just feel if I got into like a, a job, like a proper job that I like wanted to do forever, I I probably wouldn't want to just quit and go traveling. I feel Mm -hmm. like this is the age to do it before you have commitments and family and children and, like a partner i feel like makes sense yeah i feel like get out now while you can obviously you can't at the moment because of coronavirus but yeah i'm very excited to for when i do go somewhere else like i can't wait (laughs) but i am to be fair i'm going to cornwall in a couple weeks with my parents and i'm so excited for that just awesome it's a change of scenery (laughs) i
0: know and that's desperately needed i'm sure so beyond travel what does the future hold for lizzie
1: I'm not even sure. I know you're not. That's why I thought I'd ask. (laughs) Throw me off. Um, So I've got I've got my masters, and then
0: masters in what?
1: Masters in international relations. So Mm -hmm. same as my undergrad, basically. Um, So that's a year. So September to September, and then then I don't know. Then I I would love to travel. Um, I really want to see my sister because she lives in New Zealand. I obviously want to see you, I want to see the Australians, um, and yeah, see the world, and then I should probably think about settling down and getting a a proper job, but yeah, I don't really know what I want to do. I was thinking maybe maybe politics, but I think I get too angry (laughs) about the situation of the world, Um, so I'm not sure that would be the best career for me. Um, I'd gotcha. be getting too heated every day. Um, but I, I was thinking about publishing or working, maybe trying to work for the UN or yeah, a development that organization. Cool. Yeah.
0: Yeah. you see yourself as like an ambassador to other countries or something like that with your international relations that. background? Yeah. Yeah, I'd
1: love that. Or working for a charity abroad. I think that would be great.
0: That's cool. Are you excited? Your master's, is it King, King's College? Where was it?
1: King's College, London. Yeah.
0: London. Cool. So, so where where are you going to be living? At home?
1: I'm just living at home. Yeah. Save save the money. And I quite like, uh-huh. like living with my parents, to be fair. So.
0: Very yeah. cool. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining me. Before I go, before we go, I think we should check out your blog. What do you <laughs> think? All right. So here we go. So it's traveling by heart. Can you see my screen? I bet you can. Yeah. So is it like, do I have to type in like WordPress or something, or is it easier to just go to your Facebook page?
1: Uh, travelingbyheart.wordpress.com.
0: Travel uh, hope- Oh, wait, what? Uh,
1: uh, uh. I hope I've got ah. that right. Yeah, there we go.
0: <laughs> cool. All right. So this is her, this is her blog. It's really, it's really well done and she really goes into a lot of detail. So like, let's, let's go to this one because I'm in this one. um she adds photos and really talks about the area and well so good you named it twice new york new york that's where i'm from i mean i'm i was just very impressed when i looked through through this because it's just really it's just really nice if you've never been to new york to tell you all about it and you get to see the you get to see the area through her eyes and it sounds like we've got a couple new posts coming out soon right
1: yeah yeah there we are oh and my little beard (laughs) central
0: park's nice and the turtles oh that
1: was such a nice day
0: yeah and your mom's mom's really nice that was fun um yeah guys check out her blog if you haven't already if you want to learn about she has one about thailand looks like she's got something about how to stay healthy while traveling amsterdam highly recommend beautiful city yeah looks like you were you had a couple coming out for a while cool so um Go check yeah. It out. Yeah. Lizzie. Um, oh, am I still, am I, no, I think I stopped the screen share. All right, Lizzie, thank you so much for joining me. It's been an absolute pleasure. I miss you loads. I hope you have a lot of success in what you do in the future. And I appreciate you joining me to tell us uh, a little bit about yourself.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: My I enjoyed pleasure.
1: it. Um, miss you more.
0: All right, everyone have a fantastic day and we okay. out of here.